Hello and good evening. On tonight's broadcast, the boys bring the latest gaming news for the month of August 2023. Baldur's Gate 3, Starfield, and much more on this episode of the Soapstone Podcast. going everyone welcome to another episode of soapstone my name is jake i'm joined by my co-host as always dave how's it going tonight dave it's going jiggly oh i'm trying to think what the opposite of hard was mm. yeah i mean jiggly is definitely it's it's not as suspicious as if you said soft <laughs> well i think like jello right ah, okay. jello is definitely different from steel as far as its composition and like response to your touch and Pokemon type. Yes. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know that much about Pokemon. There may not be a Jello type. Or There's type not. Jigglypuff used to be a normal type, but I think they're now a fairy type because they introduced more types and then they retroactively be like, uh, is Jigglypuff not fighting or maybe you they are. I honestly, I played Pokemon red uh, when I borrowed my cousin's Game Boy forever ago. Please and that that's the extent of my Pokemon knowledge. You know, the reason I thought Jigglypuff was fighting was just because of Smash. I just realized that. It's like, but they have all these fighting moves. Like, I don't think Jigglypuff does, really. But well, know. at least from the card game, fighting, I think, was brown. Hmm. So if you had, like, a Machomp... Machamp? Machamp, Jesus Christ. This shows yeah. how little I remember about Pokemon. <laughs> uh, they had brown energies, water had it's blue, champ. Um, fire red, leaf green. Now I'm just naming games. Um, yeah, there's a yellow. But like Jigglypuff, Wigglytuff, Clefairy, Chansey, I think all had uh, colorless, which was normal. Gotcha. If you had enough of those, you could use them alongside a, the... A few colored mana for a magic card. <laughs> you just have to consume your colorless Jigglypuff. Uh, and I was, I was, uh, I was incorrect. You were correct. It's uh, currently dual type normal fairy Pokemon. I take it back. I'm a Pokemon master. <laughs> I am the best that ever was. Yeah, I've walked definitely... the road to Viridian City because that's it... my cause. That's an interesting cause. I mean, I don't really know the Viridian if... City Causeway. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just a bunch of kids walking walking on the road. Yeah, I mean, people have already discussed. I'm sure we've discussed at some point the absurdity of uh, the whole premise of Pokemon. Like, children don't exist. So, <laughs> you mean the fact that children fight? Oh, the fact that children exist at all in the universe? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's just like, all right, my eternal twelve year old or however old Ash was. It's like go out into the wild and fight monsters forever. Like that's yeah. that's kind of a warrior's calling. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to take a dig at single moms, but like she kind of fucked up on that one. 
because immediately after he left he was attacked by a swarm of giant birds yeah yeah well ash ash was not always an only child we'll just put it that way (laughs) (laughs) his his real journey is to find out what happened to his uh long lost sibling he didn't know existed Uh uh-huh this is like um uh the undertale lab all of his uh all of his siblings are actually the pokemon he meets along the way oh <laughs> this God. is the dark origin of pokemon also he has like 400 siblings or however many thousands at this point some of them are gods it's hard to keep track um but yeah i can't talk about pokemon too long because there's t- too much there over too many years my brain just goes to like youtube skits and stuff like that and it's just it's too much that's uh, pretty really big IP. Yeah. yeah. Um, but speaking of video games, um, do you want to talk about those? Uh, okay. All right. So well, I see you have in your notes <laughs> that uh, Baldur's Gate 2 came out. <laughs> I did put that in my notes, didn't I? I just realized yeah. that. I was like, maybe um, he's memeing, but no, he put the other numbers correctly. So. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, no, that's actually that's actually old news. Uh but if you guys do want to pick up uh Baldur's Gate one and two on Green Man Gaming, they're like less than two bucks for the first one, the enhanced edition, and then only a couple bucks for the other. Those are I didn't even realize this because it's that old, but uh apparently made by Bioware. Oh wow. Yeah. That is old. There was a um uh, an article I read that was talking about uh, like one of the creators of Baldur's Gate 3 from Larian was like basically thanking all of the people from Bioware that were involved in the first game. And I was like, there is some sad irony that like a bunch of people got fired from Bioware like this week. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's the way the cookie catches fire. Yeah. Baldur's Gate 3, though, um, pretty fucking good. Yeah. That's a review. I won't get into <laughs> the nitty-gritty of it, because I imagine we'll have an episode on it. Uh-huh. Because At least we, one. It took us three years for me to trick Jake into having an episode on Divinity Original Sin 2. Mm-hmm. And then we did. Um, and that, for me, was like a huge... Holy fuck, I love this RPG and this style of game. Right. Like that specifically, how it was done. It was very fun to explore, find things, learn about character backstory, learn about the world, and try and like mess mess with the game and find little cheeses and whatnot. And it was just great. And I think I played through the game like three times. Um, and I'm getting very much similar vibes from Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, a yeah. lot of people are getting on the train, having a good time. I'm putting up a spoiler wall constantly when I go on YouTube or yes i don't even go in discord anymore because they're like hey here's this thing i'm like that's a spoiler for me i did Um, i did i did mute the baldy's gate 3 chat thank you (laughs) well i mean for me (laughs) you have to mute it individually but uh, because i thought about leaving but i was like i'm gonna check it later and i don't want to vanish off the sidebar but yeah i I will appreciate the things later but a lot of it is just ahead of where i'm at currently yeah Mm -hmm. i mean so I was going to ask uh, what your thoughts were because you recently got on the train. Yes. I mean, I mean, my thoughts, I think, are pretty similar to everybody else's. The game's pretty amazing. I've encountered a couple bugs. 
Um, but even like the really debilitating bugs, which are just straight up, you gotta like restart the client <laughs> uh, periodically happens. I think maybe once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, none of it really matters because it's just like one of the best games ever made. So <laughs> like that's that's basically the summary. I have several items in the notes related to Baldur's Gate 3. Not, none of these are spoilers. We're not going to talk about spoilers at all. Um, but like it's so dominant in the discourse online right now around the gaming space as one might expect um it earns it one is my take but two i'm actually curious because you mentioned divinity 2 and divinity 2 was i mean it wasn't an unpopular game it was it, it did pretty well uh it was nowhere near the success of Baldur's gate 3 the managing director for Baldur's gate 3 i think is on record for saying um, they were concerned that when the game launched, the peak players would have actually have already been hit in the early access. That uh. was so wrong. <laughs> uh, pretty much everybody, everybody knows about this game, and I think everyone is also playing it. Even if you don't have a PC or a game console, like you're actually somehow playing Baldur's Gate. How do, how do you feel about that? I feel great. Because I get to be the guys like, I told you their games were good. Uh-huh. But no, it's really nice because, like I said, for how much I like Divinity Original Sin 2, I was very excited to see that they were going to be doing Baldur's Gate 3. And from what they were showing in some earlier stuff like a year or two ago, I'm like, that looks like the game that I like. Please, please let it be like that. Uh, and it has been, and that's been really awesome. But it is also awesome to have, because with Divinity, like, maybe three other people who I knew played the game. Yeah. People who I'd played the game with specifically. Um, <laughs> people you bought the game for and trapped in your basement. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it, it felt like computers. a very small group to be able to connect with about it. But uh-huh. now I look on Steam and it's like all these people who I play Dota with are playing this. All these people who I play other games with are playing this. So it's really cool to see it, it blow up and to share like what I assumed I was going to love with so many other people and to be able to share memes like, Oh, did you try this thing? Or like, what'd you do in this situation? It's really nice to have an ongoing game experience with people at like at the zeitgeist and the hype um, and have it be received really well. Um, To what you said, there's still definitely some bugs. It's not a perfect game by any means, but my enjoyment for it heavily overshadows uh, any issues I've come across. I've also played through like the same bit of content like three times now. Mm-hmm. I played with one group. We had to put it on pause because uh, somebody had a second kid. Congratulations, Max. Um, mm. And anybody else who had a kid in that time, if they want, you know, do whatever you're doing. <laughs> right. I then started a solo one because that slowed down a little bit. And then Jake's like, would you play with me? And I was like, yes. So we started a new <laughs> campaign and we're catching up to uh, where I'm at and some other stuff. But it's just, I love it so much, and it's really cool to be able to play with other people and talk about it with other people. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about it more when, I mean, things in the game as well, but I just want to acknowledge it's kind of crazy the market penetration that Baldur's Gate 3 has. Like, back, I think the last time I really talked about something like this, it's like people were playing Dota and MOBAs that didn't traditionally like those, like, games that were this detailed, this kind of like hardcore stuff like that. 
technically, like, Baldur's Gate 3 is a classic RPG, which was a dying genre, everybody thought. Um, Dragon Age Origins was nowhere near where this was, and that's, like, in the same genre. Um, so, I don't know. It, it It's pretty crazy that, it, like, it has such massive adoption as it does right now, but um, it was rated very highly, even with all the bugs. Uh, so, so this month it hit the, it was in the top 10 greatest, um, highest rated games on Metacritic ever for a period of time. A couple of reviews knocked it down to the top 50 cause it's a very mm. competitive range, but that's still amazing. Right. Um, and I actually, I'm going to jump on this. I'm going to jump on this note in particular, cause this is news related to it. Um, uh, and I, I'm curious on your take uh, here as well. Um, but there was a post on X, previously known as Twitter. Um, I think I'm you just still call, it, call it Twitter. Yeah, I'm gonna call it X because I want everyone to stop using the platform. I'll <laughs> 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 be like, oh yeah, X m- m- owned by Elon Musk. You guys love that guy, right? Like, you good <laughs> giving him ad revenue and stuff? Uh, anyways, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I realize people that need to use it need to use it. Um, but. Uh, someone was talking about how, hey, this game's amazing. Don't let this shift the bar too much as far as expectations. Yeah. Um, and it was, I read like the full post, uh, like from the initial standpoint. And it's like, I don't instinctively disagree with it as much as I want to. Because the post mentioned some things like, this was an established team. They had tons of resources. They had a big IP. Um, they had already kind of proven that they could do this in this space. Uh, if you expect all of the RPGs that come out to be like this, you're going to be disappointed. Um, what do you think about that? What's your what's your, your gut reaction and then your scholarly reaction? I mean, yes and yes. I think we talked about <laughs> Wait a, minute. <laughs> a little bit uh, the other week because um, I think we're talking about the IGN video that came out mm. as far as that. Um, and basically I'm going to agree with what their take was, which is why not? Um, mm. Because uh, they kind of went through some of the math uh, for, as far as Larian's team is, let's say, I'm just going to guess 500 ish, but they also spent a lot of time polishing and making a thing. Yeah. It's not like they're releasing a game every six months type thing. Uh, and there also are bigger companies who have also spent a lot of time on products and they don't come out that great. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed my time in Diablo 4, as we've talked about. Blizzard has, like, 2,000 people. And I don't think Diablo 4 is that amazing. Like, I'm not going to be talking about it in, like, 10 years from now, right? right. It's just, it's an ARPG. It's pretty decent. Um, there are other things... Is, um, I forget all the companies they mentioned, but like there are other bigger teams who have also had time, but it's like, but why haven't they done it? Right. Mm-hmm. And they're more so targeting. They either want to release quicker. They want to choose a different monetization scheme. And Baldur's Gate three doesn't even have a way for you to spend money on the game. It's like you buy the game. That's it. You cool. Buy the that's... digital deluxe edition. If you I felt mean, like it. And people True. do. I saw some of those reviews were literally just, I want to give you more money. This game is too good. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's... I don't like when people say, like, hey, don't let's change the bar. Why the fuck not? 
if somebody mm. works really hard on a thing um, and they're exceeding in that space, we should champion them for doing a great job and not shit on them. If somebody right. makes a best-selling album, we're going to be like, all right, guys, do you really expect this level of music? Yes. Uh -huh. Things evolve and change all the fucking time. I work in programming stuff, and if somebody makes like an awesome program or sets like a new precedent in the space, yeah, people are going to fucking adopt that and be like, that's what we got to do going forward. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's not easy, but like things change over time, and we shouldn't just be like, hey, guys, don't expect that. It's, it's a fucking shit take um, by whoever posted that tweet. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I'm a little less... Uh, vitriolic. My, my, I was going to say vitriolic. because Well, I guess you did say it was, an, uh, it was a literal S take, which is definitely vitriol. But, like, that's why people listen to our podcast. So keep doing that. Um, I kind of get the feeling or the... It kind of comes from a place of insecurity, right? Because... Uh, some of the people who responded to this kind of in the affirmative to some degree were like, there was someone who worked on Diablo 4, um, like a designer or somebody. And then uh, Josh, Josh Short, uh, Sawyer, who worked on Fallout New Vegas. Um, and he, he's currently with uh, with uh, Obsidian. Um, and like, I kind of get where they're coming from <laughs> because like, let's be realistic for a second. Games are not going to get as good, like become as good as Baldur's Gate 3. If I'm wrong about that, awesome, right? So freaking sweet. But yes, I understand that all not all games will be Baldur's Gate three. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to hear it from a AAA studio at least that they're not going to try and make something to that level of effort and polish. Right. So to tangent very briefly, uh, one of the things that got announced that gamescom is they're making another assassin's creed woo fucking who <laughs> yeah is it going to be different from the other assassin's creed is it going to make any notable change or are they just going to reskin and do the same dumb bullshit they've always done right right like i understand like if you have an indie game or something that's going for a very specific here's the gameplay experience we want the player to have and it's not an rpg that's fine. Like there can be other RPGs that are different and simpler, but like they still have to be good within their space. It can't just be, Hey, here's a product. Also, we want $60 for it, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, like to finish my point, I think the, I understand where the insecurity comes from because there are very few people in the industry who are going to make as good a game as good as this one right but i also think like you could have this come out when red dead redemption 2 came out right that was also one of the highest rated games of all time believe it or mm -hmm. not it's i mean i actually stopped playing it pretty much like at the midpoint but that's because rockstar games are very long <laughs> and my attention span is very short <laughs> but like excellent freaking game it's like it's a masterpiece basically in a lot of ways it is same as like Baldur's Gate 3. It's not... If you're a developer and you're looking down the barrel of one of these games and you're like, this is my competition. I mean, that's not really a healthy way to look at it, I guess. Like, you should try to make the best game that you can. And if your response to that is to go on X and be like, I can't. I mean, like, that's very defeatist of you. But also, like, 
people aren't asking that Elder Scrolls 6 be as good as Baldur's Gate 3. They're saying, like, make Elder Scrolls 6 really good. Like, do your best with that game. This is basically just kids' sports. Not everybody is an all-star. Do your best. And if you do that, that's good enough. You'll land where you land. Hopefully, you're successful, right? Like, yes. So, but, like, good effort shows. Some of the games that we have talked about here with great, great uh, esteem and praise. Vampire Survivors. Do I need to tell you how relatively simple that game is, but how much fun it is because of how polished and fun they made it? Mm-hmm. Undertale. Also very relatively simple, but it's a passion project and that passion shows through and it's a very enjoyable and war- heartwarming experience. Right. Omori. Not a not exactly an uplifting game, but holy shit, it, so. it I was very invested in it. It hit me in the feels, and I also had a really great time. I, I laughed, I cried. Like mm-hmm. it did such a good job for being what it was. Right. It's and being the best version of itself. Uh instead of like you know there are some games where it's like, hey, we're gonna try and do a shallow imitation of something. Mm-hmm. I will yeah. very lightly put um Remnant 2 in there where they're kind of modeling off of something else. Granted, they are their own thing. I'm not trying to make a direct comparison. You can put but... All Souls likes in that pot to some degree, yes. right? Borrowed DNA. But like some of them just suck. Like they're not good. <laughs> yes. um, and again, like maybe that's the best that they could have done, but they shouldn't be like, okay, that's, that's it. I'm done. Uh-huh. Like Salt and Sanctuary... Not a game for me. Did somebody put a lot of effort and love into it? 100%. Uh, Do I think they should stop where it's at? No. I think they should keep going and keep making better versions of it. Right. Like Exactly. There's room for improvement. You shouldn't just be like, nah, fuck that. Mm -hmm. I do think kind of at its core, this argument about like whether it's raising the bar or shifting standards or something like that is... It's kind of a pointless internet argument, but it's fun to engage in because, like, what are people actually worried about? Well, they're concerned their games aren't going to sell as well or they'll get worse community interactions because they now have to compare themselves against Baldur's Gate, which I think is, like, freaking fair. If you were making an RPG (laughs) that was going to come out this year... I'm calling out basically just the developers of Starfield. Um, like, just lock your doors, basically, because Baldur's Gate came out <laughs> weeks before your publisher yeah. decided to launch launch your game. I, I hope that's good, too. I actually have time off for it. But um, the, the thing is, people's... The, the reason I don't think you have to worry is oftentimes people's game energy memory is kind of short, right? Like, I can super enjoy this game. I can go back. I'll probably play it multiple times with myself, with other people um, over the course of years. I think that's basically the type of game it is. But it's not the only game I'm going to play. There will reach a point where I'll be burnt out on this and I'll want to play a shooter or a sim game or Factorio for the millionth time. And, like, if you're doing something else in the gaming space, that variety is what puts your game on my list um yeah so you're, you're not also, gonna 
be Baldur's Gate 4. No one's going to be Baldur's Gate 4 unless Larian makes it, basically, at this point. No. Also, and I that's think okay. typically the people who are going to be the most vocal about, like, this is Baldur's Gate 3, is us, our <laughs> yeah, game well, reviewers. Yeah, yeah our... hard, hardcore gamers. Yeah, RG it's gamers. people who are very invested in the space. But, like, if a game comes out, like, let's say Starfield comes out and it's not a great game, and let's say I did play it, even though it's not my wheelhouse, I would right. say oh, I liked this part about it or I didn't like this part about it. Yeah, I'm not saying, but Baldur's Gate 3 did this. I'm just like, uh-huh. hey, why am I having these bugs here? Why am, why do they have this mechanic in a game that I yeah. don't enjoy? Um, it's going to be more compared to, hey, what did you come out with previously? Why do we have these same types of issues or problems? Yeah. like So when Armored Core 6 comes out, JK, it's already out at the time of recording. Um, I'm going to be looking at it for the content of the game itself. I've not mm-hmm. played previous games in the Armored Core series. I obviously have some experience with FromSoft stuff. Right. So I'm going to be looking for them to not run into the same types of problems they've had in earlier titles. That's about it. But also, is it fun in its own right? I'm not going to be comparing it to Baldur's Gate. I'm not going to be comparing it to Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. Again, outside of if there are developmental issues or certain types of bugs that crop up like if i'm playing skyrim 6 or elder scroll 6 which is just skyrim parentheses 2 because they <laughs> love skyrim so fucking much i'm gonna be looking for them to fix the things that i ran into issues with in skyrim yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i mean to the point of what do you compare armored core against Obviously, the only answer is Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. We're all going to be comparing it to that. And I will be, you know, <laughs> elated that it's not that game, and I'll be fine. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. It's it's definitely an interesting interesting topic. But I think we've had... We've, 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 we've dug deep there. If you want to discuss this one more in the future, Internet, I would break out specific aspects that you think privilege this game versus the games you make and see if you're being honest about it right if you're like well don't expect dialogue to be that good why not don't expect the story to be that good well, like poach the, don't expect the gameplay to be that good <laughs> yeah right it's like you you gotta you gotta qualify what some of this stuff is now if it's like we can't afford the D license you got me there i'm like i don't i don't, <laughs> I, don't I don't know how i can help you with that one but um i don't know to what extent D license actually sold Baldur's Gate 3. I think there was a lot of hype for it regardless. I'm sure it helped a lot, but because it almost seemed like there was an escalation of marketing that was completely unrelated to this game over the last couple of years. Like the resurgence of Stranger Things, there was the movie, there was all of Magic this stuff. The gathering yeah, sets. Get, getting stuff. People Forgotten in the D&D realms. and it's all it's all for Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Brennan Lee Mulligan and Matt Mercer secretly are uh, Larian employees. Uh huh. I saw a clip of uh, Matt Mercer stacking boxes in Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. collusion, collusion. Finally. Um, but that's probably enough on but, that topic. Is there something else you want to talk about? The, the final <laughs> point I will say <laughs> is just at least for this. Hopefully for Armor Core Six and Starfield as well. Uh, it is nice to be in a season where we're like, hey, a game came out and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I feel like recently when we've been talking about things, we're like, so what was that big steaming pile of shit? Uh And we're like, hey, why was 
Redfall, garbage, why was blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't want to do that. I want to be excited to share, hey, this thing's coming out. Oh my god, it's so cool. Instead of like, so you guys saw the news today. <laughs> right, yeah. And it's also not mixed news, right? Like, it's nice to have something you can just be enthusiastic about and be like, as far as I know, there's no children buried in Larian's basement, despite whatever choices they let you make in their games. Jake's perception's too low. <laughs> I guess so. Perception check failed. Kind of contrasted with Diablo, where it's like, I'm really enjoying this. I like this. I know that they're going to try to milk this for all it's worth. Like, I'm staring at the shop, and the Don't worry, there's a new here. season. Yeah, there's a new season, and I'm probably not going to do that one either. But, yeah. I was going to um, let you use it as a transition point if you wanted. Oh, new season. Um, there's a new season. Um, Fall's coming up on us pretty soon. Uh, so make sure you spend some time outside. Enjoy the cooler weather. Give them a hand, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you will need to tank July and, you know, however many other months. What do we have? We're in August, September. You got to tank September, tank July. October's also summer now. November's kind of still summer. Uh, give it a couple years. December, also on the cusp of summer. <laughs> but eventually fall will come. Yeah, December is traditionally a warm month, for sure. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. People will retcon it to try to convince themselves. Coral Reef's doing fine. Um, other stuff uh, that came out. You mentioned it. I mean, Armored Core dropped tonight as of this recording. Uh, do you have any interest in that game? Who made that? I, I have purchased it already. <laughs> <laughs> I've been following so much content for it, and I was already interested already, and then everyone else's content on it also made me more interested. It looks fun. I want to do some mech stuff. See, so yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping it'll be good. It'll be fun. And then maybe I might, I might even try out the PvP with a friend, but oh nobody online because <laughs> uh -huh. I'm scared. I do I do appreciate that it has so I haven't picked it up yet. I'm likely to grab it on PC out of out of convenience for myself, but I um and also I don't really want to re up PSN. <laughs> um but uh, I like that this is a single player focused game. There was something very refreshing when FromSoft, which is the developer of the game, uh came out with Sekiro. And I was like dang i don't have to worry about any of this online stuff i can still talk about the game we can still chat but i'm not gonna freaking get invaded i mean i did, did get invaded they're just npcs in that game um and i'm not gonna have like uh all of this this baggage of online attached to it good and bad sometimes there's good baggage right and armored core i'm putting it in the same bucket is it the same for you where it's like this is pretty much gonna be a single player game Maybe with a little bit of flair. Um, I mean, I wasn't looking for it as like it's a specific boon that it's single player. It's more that I have no qualms that it's single player. Like my initial intention was to get it for the PlayStation 4. I just kind of go play out in the living room right. just so I can leave the computer chair I have here, which yeah. I feel that I'm always at 24-7 between work and then off of work and meals. Like, I just spend so much time here. It's nice to have right. an excuse to get out. But I got like on a PC. Stage uh, so. Grandma. <laughs> yes. 
I have to get a Wallace and Gromit device to kind of tilt my chair to get me out of it, which yeah. they also have for old people as well. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, I am just looking forward to the game as a whole and single player is just fine for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, I did read an article that talked a little bit about it, not spoilers, but um, it actually addressed some of the questions I had as far as like, we saw all these videos of cool bosses that were like destroying terrain and massive AOEs and all this crap. And I'm just thinking in the back of my head, this can be, this can be really hard to dodge as a tank. <laughs> and apparently this is the one thing I'll mention mechanics related, not, not spoiler. The one of the ways you can switch out the parts on your mech on your core is um, if you do uh, die in the mission, you can be like, okay, we'll try again with other parts or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I'm like, that's a really good idea because otherwise, you have to make it so every boss is beatable by the guy who's in a in a tank <laughs> versus like the anime swordsman. Um, so now they can they can make some bosses require an anime swordsman, and it'll be okay. Yeah, but I'm hoping I didn't look into it too much, but I'm hoping there's going to be a loadout system as well. Yeah. So if I come across a tough boss and it's specifically like, hey, you need more mobility, I can be like, okay, we'll get off of like heavy tank with four cannons into my mobile option or right. something else. Light tank with <laughs> four smaller cannons. <laughs> <laughs> Baby tank. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. But I'm sure we'll be talking about that game more in the future. Maybe as soon as next episode. I don't know what we're talking about then. We like to stay agile here. Let's just have like three episodes of like, hey, there's these hot new games we've been binging like crazy. Uh And then we'll just have like a year of talk. (laughs) We just we don't have a dedicated episode for like Baldur's Gate or Armored Core or something. We just have a cutoff period. There's just an alarm. We're not allowed to talk about it after three months. (laughs) A klaxon sounds in the background and it's like, all right, time to talk about mechs, I guess. Um, That's the type of content you guys want. Um, I wanted to mention this one on Starfield because this is actually news that I picked out before trawling the web for news as we do for these episodes. Uh, this is something I heard about previous. Um, I think it's a good sign, but we'll see. But the uh, the Starfield uh, review codes went out um, three to four weeks before the game actually launches. It has this thing where it's like if you did the deluxe edition or whatever, you get to start a couple days more than a couple days, like five days early this time. Not a fan of that. Minus points. Minus two points. But I do like that this game had review copies that got sent out so far in advance because that is a lot of confidence. If you'll um, remember for certain games like Cyberpunk, yes. this was not the case. <laughs> yep. So it's kind of a red flag if it's not. they're not sending out any review codes at all. Mm-hmm. And for anybody who's not as up on it review codes is just a code for somebody to play the game specifically who's going to be reviewing content so they can release stuff for like ign uh, game facts kotaku anywhere mm-hmm. else like that so they can have a review um instead of like day of people are like is the game ready like is the they're game, looking yeah. for feedback as a consumer you're like is it good is it not yes. good is it worth my money is it not worth my money and time 
my preferred uh, my preferred approach for this, and this is pretty much like old industry standard, is you send out the review copies or the reviewed codes with plenty of time in advance for people to play it, and then you set the em- embargo, which is the date where people are allowed to talk about it. You set that as like the day before the game comes out, maybe two, but the day before is fine. And then for the people who are like very excited about it, um, they get to check out those early impressions. And most of the time, build hype. Unless your game is like actual trash, I honestly think reviews coming out before the game comes out get people excited to play, gets you into news banners, stuff like that. It's good marketing. Um, but yeah, we have had some instances like Cyberpunk where it was like, hey, the embargo is when the game releases and reviewers will start playing the game like a day before then or something so which is by the way not a lot of time at all no to be able to experience it digest it and then provide actual decent feedback on it yes it is very Mm -hmm. very rushed which i feel the gaming scene already has a little bit too much of with crunch so the less of that the better I will mention there's a couple of people. I know that there's people out there who are breaking embargo right now. They apparently sent out a lot of codes and some people are just posting a bunch of gameplay and stuff like that online, but I'm staying clean. I'm saving myself for marriage. Uh, you want to take the next thing? What's the next thing you want to talk about? Well, I was going to ask you how you're enjoying uh, Destiny 2. I heard there was a yeah a new season, new flavor. Oh, this was the segue. Ooh, okay. Uh, looking back there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> hindsight visions 2020 over here. Yeah. Like, uh, Destiny started a new season um, as of recording this week, and uh, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything beyond, like, an opening cutscene and the stuff you can basically see on, on, on YouTube, but um, it's the season of The Witch, and uh, Eris Morn is beginning the path of becoming a hive god. And that's really cool. So, um, yeah, we're going to see how that ends up plot-wise. But for people who don't care about Destiny lore, that doesn't mean a lot. Uh, it's still some of the same things. It's got, like, a couple seasonal activities you can do that basically feed into sort of, like, monster grinder. Like, do a, do a couple activities in this area. Yeah type stuff so nothing nothing outside the box um there they have like a tarot sort of system for the upgrades but you could just you could you could copy paste a similar upgrade system from a similar season it would be very similar uh destiny seasons don't tend to mix it up that much if they get good flavor and they get good areas and the activities aren't bad having a good time that's that's as good as you get um I have some notes here about the final shape because they started. They had a showcase and they talked about that a bit, but I'm not actually going to go into it. It's fine. If you want, you can look that up. Um, there's there's a lot there, um, and I don't know how much of it's going to actually be in the game when we get to the final shape. And I want to reserve the option to talk about that later. Um, later in the year as we approach that last expansion in the 10 years that this story arc has been going on crazy damn it's a long time i I often forget how old destiny is Mm -hmm. or rather how long it's been around and active yeah because for me i'm like i played it a couple years i guess and then i look back i was like oh it was longer than that a long time yeah 
It's it's still doing okay. It still has good gun pl gunplay. For whatever else you could say about it, it still feels good to shoot Rudy. Osteostriga, yeah, it's good gun. Rest <laughs> kind of mid, kind of mid. There, there, there are some other good guns. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's the Destiny space. Uh, let's see. I can pick another one uh, at random here. Um, uh, Dead by Daylight. They had another crossover, as they're pretty much doing constantly. The previous one was Nick Cage, which was great. Um, but now they have Alien from the series Alien. Um, and uh, they added Ellen Ripley as a... Uh, uh, I think it's Ellen Ripley. It's not Eleanor Rigby. It's, it's Ellen Ripley. I've never actually seen Alien as... Um, a survivor so that's really cool it's got some cool mechanics it's got a little the the alien can kind of like tunnel under the map um and like try to chase people down all fours and survivors can like grab flamethrowers and try to set them down on the ground to uh like burn the alien out of its dangerous all fours form where it has like a skewering tail and okay. make it a much more basic uh, uh killer but very cool uh, and the community seems to love it Your turn. <laughs> I got nothing here. Some of these are... Okay. Uh, I can go to the next one. Um, so we played a lot of Remnant 2. You guys might have listened to a recent episode on Remnant 2. Um, Remnant 1 started kind of as a sleeper, and I think it had some slower sales because of that. Remnant 2 apparently didn't have that problem. So it took Remnant 1, like several months i believe to hit a million copies sold and remnant 2 hit it in four days it was just straight up right out the gate people are playing remnant 2 so i think one of the sentiments we had is like we hope this game is successful that was you're welcome i guess we've manifested it uh-huh yeah this one feels like it it feels like it's earned um and it's really nice when an uh, indie company can kind of build off their previous success and keep it going in a good direction. Yes, they're, they're not making tweets about other other Souls-like games. Um, yeah, I realize now that some of these things I'm listing out, they're just news articles. Like, we can't discuss them. Maybe that's a criteria I should put on some of these. It's be like, what's your feeling about a game that we both liked being successful, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I think that is appropriate. Uh, it should be excellent. successful because I liked it. Um, maybe, maybe you can engage in this one. Um, how are you looking forward to Path of Exile Two? We didn't talk about it, but it was delayed because they were initially what? planning on coming out this year, right? It was going to be a same year competitor for Diablo Four, um, and it got pushed. Grinding Gear Games. What is? What's your sentiment there? I would like them to make something polished. Um, I know I will burn a lot of time when it comes out because I'm sure it will be a free game. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not, I'd probably give it some money. Uh, it's such a clean RPG, ARPG. I will need to make sure my graphical settings are in tip-top condition because mm. holy fuck, the amount of extra particles, it's more so than Destiny 2, and that's saying yeah. a lot. Um, now what Destiny is is like a it's like a, a eight-year-old game or whatever at this point. Destiny Two is, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's like there's so much going on as far as uh, the animations, and if yeah, you have like a very high-end graphics card, too. like mwah, very choice. Um, 
But yeah, I'm expecting it to still do better. I'm expecting it to play better than Diablo 4. Yeah. I think people who are in the Path of Exile camp will still strictly be in Path of Exile. Mm-hmm. And there's no risk of like losing them to if you had to pick Diablo 4 or Path of Exile. Nobody's going to be like, oh, I've historically played Path of Exile, but I'm feeling Diablo. They're mm-hmm. still going to play Path of Exile for sure. I would almost disagree. I think that I think that there was well, at least for the purpose of buying the game and playing it for a time. Mm-hmm. Um Path of Exile, they made the right call here, but I think like a lot of people gave Diablo a good shake. It had uh, crazy high numbers, but those numbers are falling. Right? There's a big difference between the people who like your game for a couple weeks of playtime and the people who like your game to the exclusion of Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> right? Like yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying like the people who are like on the subreddit for Path of Exile, mm-hmm. they're going to be playing Path of Exile. That's like fair, they're yeah. they're a very intense community. And they actually they have like <laughs> probably. <laughs> but like there's like active trading stuff going on, Poe trade. Um it's just insane the builds they come up with and stuff like that. It's a very dedicated community. Uh, so, again, I would like to see good things for it. Uh, I became fond of Path of Exile once upon a time and would love to go back to it once it is once it is ready. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, there was, I, I, I had a note here, the managing director kind of was asked, like, what's your comparison to, to Diablo 4? And kind of, you know, I think it's a, it's a fair take. They said that Diablo 4 is on an MMO path. Whereas Path of Exile 2, they're aiming more for an Elden Ring direction, which I think is literally just pandering to you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they said it's going to be more action-focused uh, with a hardcore bent. Again, just pandering. Um, and I think I think that's a good call, right? Like, differentiate their product at this point. Because, well, I mean, it, we knew it was going to be different. But if you're a layperson looking at action RPGs... Um, What's the difference between Diablo and Path of Exile? They look the same if you were just glance at them on box yes, art. Sure. Um, I think delaying a year is also really smart uh, because they're basically betting within between now and when the game releases. And I looked it up. Uh, it's currently slated for June of next year. Uh, that was announced to Exile Con 2023, <laughs> which, you know, should have expected. Um, I think that's a really a lot of time for people to get tired of Diablo 4 and I don't really trust Blizzard to change that <laughs> sorry if you're on the Diablo 4 dev team I know you guys listen a lot but um, I mean people just get tired of games and otherwise I think they were slated to come out like the month after Diablo or some other insanity so this makes a lot more sense to me yeah so Fingers don't release your game during the honeymoon phase of another game life advice just saying. yeah it's uh we've seen it happen before it doesn't always work out for the second one <laughs> actually Speaking someone of... asked sorry i was gonna say someone asked phil spencer literally this question they were like how do you feel about starfield coming out like right after Baldur's gate and he just like paused for a second he just like froze and he's like I think they're different games. I'm like, you're you're right, but you're also kind of people generally play one game at a time. Unless you're me. Um, yeah. 
He said simul booting Baldur's Gate and Armor Core. Uh huh. It's I'm sorry. Controller for and keyboard, so two different inputs. <laughs> Did you catch any of uh, Gamescom? Um, I, so I didn't see any of the trailers. So if anything really stood out or popped popped off there, um, lay it on me because I'm I'm not familiar. I know what was shown game name wise, but I don't know if anything really seemed super cool. Um, I'm just gonna go through some high level ones that caught my interest. Not all of them are worth delving into. Sure. Uh, but Mortal Kombat uh, showed another trailer. Uh, it is it is very violent, very violent. Yeah. Um, but a lot of their designs is gonna be going back to a new hope iteration of stuff. Oh. They're just kind of starting fresh. Mm. Um, because this is Mortal Kombat One, right? Yes, we're calling it Mortal Kombat One. Which so I think is fine. Classics. I think it's fine to call your game, you know, series name one after a lot of time passes. But do you think they're going to name the next game Mortal Kombat 2? Because then you're starting to cause problems. Like, Google search has become difficult. Uh huh. Because Mortal Kombat Cold. 1, it's different than just Mortal Kombat. It right? needs like, to have a different title on it. Yeah. Like Mortal Kombat. Next Generation 3, something like mm-hmm. that. A distinction right. would be nice. Yeah. Um, but friend of the show, Mike, I think is probably the most excited person I know about that because he's played a yeah, lot of Mortal Kombat. Um, oh, yeah, and Special Guest, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how it plays. I'm not a big fighter person, so I won't really be picking this up. Or Tekken 8. But Tekken 8 trailer, they finally showed fucking Yoshimitsu in something, so I know he's in it. Okay. I saw your note shows Yoshi and I was like, was this part of like a, was this a deal? Because like they had Kirby and the Kazuya reveal <laughs> for Smash. Somehow Yoshi ended up in Tekken. Miyamoto's Yo- like, listen, uh, here's the deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, Yoshimitsu has always been like a very fun character. I mainly know him from Soul Calibur, uh, two, three, four, and five and six. Um, mm-hmm. But he's originally from Tekken. Right. Uh, and she's mm-hmm. a very fun character. So I'm just curious to see how he plays. But again, not really a game for me. Uh, I would one say thing that. For yeah. Yoshi, Yoshimitsu in particular. People are like, I don't really know that. You might know him from his signature move, killing himself with a sword. Yep. <laughs> that's, uh, I'm not even making that up. That's, that's not some bad joke. I mean, it he is has a, bad joke, a running attack true. where he then impales himself, and uh, if he hits you with it, it deals massive damage. But he takes like yeah. a good chunk of his health to do it. Yeah. But you can also just miss and die, uh, yeah. so. which is way funnier. Let's be honest. Yes, I've definitely used that in Soul Calibur a few times. Um, uh huh. It's the best it way to concede very a match. <laughs> Yo, yo, I'm out. Um, <laughs> Little Nightmares 3 had a trailer. Yeah. Which I'm curious to see more about. Um, but at the same time, like, I could miss it and be fine. But it's something I'm going to watch gameplay of or hopefully watch somebody stream in Discord um, yeah. once it's out. It's, it just, it's very well done thematically. Was I'd it say like it's more of a teaser than a trailer because okay. it's not like really a story trailer. But they were showing some settings. Uh, they again had a two-player co-op type thing. Hmm. Interesting. 
it feels like it feels like this game series is coming out like relatively rapidly right like little I mean, nightmares between one, one and, and two, two is a lot three. more of a gap okay yeah well maybe they're just finding their stride maybe um yeah. but again thematically very choice um it's nice to see just kind of side-scrolling games but they're actually really immersive uh so curious to see what happens with that mm-hmm. payday 3 had a trailer uh yeah. and ice cube was the celebrity in it okay if you remember ice huh. cube from law and order that's um, where i remember him yeah actually i think he's also but i mean it was it was a cool trailer a rapper i feel like yes. he's a rapper yes yeah okay I probably um, could have been more confident with that. With the name Ice Cube. <laughs> like, like we're, we're almost definitely a rapper. If you have ice in your name, you're a rapper. If you have vanilla in your name, you're white. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Checks out. Um, <laughs> uh, there's also an Alan Wake 2 trailer. Yeah. Which looks good. I uh, it was less like snippets of gameplay of some early premise uh, and a lot more environmental stuff and uh, there's a lot of live action stuff of the actual person who's um playing alan wake right and i think it immerses really well because like in game you will see him on the tv and then Mm -hmm. it'll cut to like footage of him actually just a live action and it's just a swap between the two and the way they did the trailer just looks very good um but again, Alan Wake 1 was very much a... This is a very interesting premise and universe. Mm-hmm. But like going back, it looks dated as fuck. Yes, absolutely. But I'm very excited to see where this goes. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm also more excited because they interrupted this game with Control. Remedy also made Control. Mm-hmm. And like knowing that both Alan Wake 1 and then Control are under their belt is like a great gradient, a slope to Alan Wake 2. Um I actually have pretty high hopes for this. It's this in, in Payday 3, which you just like blasted past. Yes. I, I really hope succeed. I'm kind of and scared of Payday 3 though. It I feel like it's too soon. It it needs to land because Payday 2 has been Payday 2 for such a long time. Yes. Um well we kind of already hashed a lot of stuff out about that. I would like to see them succeed, obviously. Yes. I also wouldn't mind if they ever did a Control 2. Because oh Control was such a game that was not on my radar until friend of the show and special guest Demooch was like, hey, you should check out this game. And I'm like, all right, this game kind of kicks ass. It really does. It's really good. I actually, if I could if I could do a little uh, world line skip over to an adjacent reality, mm-hmm. I would I would take Control 2 <laughs> over uh, <laughs> Alan Wake 2. I really like Alan Wake but it's been a long time and uh i don't know i'm sure it'll be great but i mean control is just so freaking cool it really is also there is uh, more black myth wukong footage mm-hmm. i think you mentioned this one once before i can't recall if it was on the podcast or not probably i think it's always been on people's radar a little bit because you see like these youtube snippets in chinese and you see a monkey kicking somebody's ass, you're like, cool. Um, yeah. It seems to play like a boss rush Souls-like. Okay. Certain things are maybe a little more arcade uh, but I think it's going through the saga of Wukong, the, the monkey king who 
did fucking everything. Yes, um, it's it's the only Chinese story that escapes China. <laughs> like any t- if if you were to if you were to ask people for it, what is what is a Chinese tell? It would only be Sun Wukong. It's the only one. He's in every single MOBA. Yes, <laughs> in several shows at this point. He's probably in the Avengers. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they had a release date I've talked about yet, but the game looks clean. Very clean. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to get my ass kicked to that at some point in the future. Heck yeah. That is fair. I mean that's a pretty good that's a pretty good lineup. And we're at the beginning of Gamescom, so we're gonna just have emergency podcast episodes coming out like Monday, Tuesday. That's not true. We're gonna be playing Baldur's Gate. But um there will probably be some more news. There will be some more news we can circle back with in subsequent episodes. Because I know that we keep you guys in the basement and we don't let you access the internet. So, Thank uh, you for only coming for here for your gaming news. We yes. do appreciate it. We can actually tell if you've been to other places. Yes. Um, some people, some places on the, inter- on the internet use cookies. Uh, we just like drop some of that uh, counterfeit detection ink. In, in people's pockets and follow them around so it's fine i analyze the dirt on your shoes <laughs> you go to like unsubscribe from the podcast and the button just vanishes <laughs> we're in the system basically <laughs> what we're saying um all right i'm gonna rapid fire a couple things i have here on my notes because uh, some of them were interesting uh overwatch 2 which i don't talk as much about because i don't really play it anymore um released on steam and it has the most negative reviews of any game on Steam, um, which is just really impressive. Like, good job. Um, so, I guess the the question for people who are not in the space: Why is it so negatively reviewed on Steam? Yes, I think there's a combination. I think my so part of this is news, and the other one's my take. The news part is that um, so. When these numbers were taken, there were uh, 122,000 reviews and 76,000 of them were in simplified Chinese. Um, And those of those, 97% of those were negative. Um, That's because the game is not accessible in Japan. (laughs) Like Blizzard had uh, falling out with, I believe, NetEase was the company they were using. I can't recall exactly. Uh, But as you may or may not be aware, you have to work with a distributor in Japan or not in Japan in China to get okay, so, so it's, it's China Japan throughout. You yes. did. You said China, okay. Japan, China, China, Japan, China, keeping people on their toes. It's all China. Okay. Um, apologies for that. Uh, but, uh, you have to work with a distributor to get your games in that country. Um, they had a falling out. It's really funny cause this is after the whole Blitzchung Hearthstone thing some years back. Where they had an opportunity to take a stand. No, it just fell out because who knows why. Um, so you can't play Overwatch 2 in China right now. You can play it in Japan uh, if you want. Um, so naturally, everybody who had the opportunity when this game came to Steam, which is a platform which is available on China, but they can't play the game, was to just give it a negative review. Because if you wanted to play a game and they didn't put forth the effort or whatever to make their game available in your country, yeah, you're going to give it a negative review. Um, 
But then there was a lot of other negative reviews. And I think some of that is probably inertia. There's already just a ton of negative reviews. Um, but also it's just not a very happy time in the Overwatch timeline. They might have been it might have been better to release this on Steam when they had something good happen. <laughs> um and Invasion, which is their PvE event, was not that. So they have the dubious distinction of being the least rated game on Steam. Yeah, I feel like Blizzard's in a not a terrible spot at the moment. Because Diablo 4, I would say, was definitely a market success. Oh. Um, I, I'm Again, my finger's not on the pulse, but my my current take is they, they need to build some goodwill yes, with their community. They, they really, really do. Um, and if they don't get it, they can look forward to continuing to be the lowest rated game on Steam ever. Um we talked a lot. We talked some about uh, Path of Exile. So, as more rapid news, uh, Titan Quest Two was announced. Uh, I think this week, or very recently, um, and it's been 17 years <laughs> since the first game came out. Um, they're really just going for the Call of Duty release cadence at this point, just shoveling out <laughs> game after game. <laughs> um. I think if you let 17 years pass, if the next generation <laughs> of teenagers can work on your game, basically, mm -hmm. <laughs> then uh, it's probably long enough. But I also hope they do well there um, in the action RPG space. Yeah, there's something nice about it, similar to the feel of like, I'm currently playing through Halls of Torment. Yeah. Passively, which is like Vampire Survivors, but it's kind of like old Diablo 1 type graphics. Mm -hmm. There's something comforting about kind of doing something that's a little bit retro. Um, and again, I'm an ARPG whore, so <laughs> I played through Titan Quest. I played through Grim Dawn. Grim Dawn, yeah. Mm -hmm. I forget the names of all these, but yeah, um, Titan Quest 1 looks very old, but it was it still entertaining. <laughs> um, so I'm sure I will get a kick out of Titan Quest 2 at some point. Uh huh. The game is so old, I legitimately forgot that we didn't play two, right? Like we played an expansion or something, but like, yeah, that was Titan Quest two. What do you? Oh, okay, no, it's been seventeen years. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm... Maybe I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we didn't play this seventeen years ago, but yeah. Um, they also released an expansion like a couple years back for the game. They literally released an expansion, I think, when the game was out for 15 years, which is an odd development cycle, to say the least. But if you guys know about games with weirder development cycles or other things that may maybe happened this month and we didn't cover them, like I think we hit 100% of everything. I say looking at uncovered notes in our, <laughs> in our chat. Um, but if there's something important that happened that you want us to cover, let the masses uh, be known or you have hot tips in the industry um, or if you were recently laid off um, from Bioware, we're always excited to have interviews. Uh, you can send in those requests. It is a daunting process to make it through. Soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or you could join the discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night.